Welcome to Whisker Dice. Hey, yo, folks, it's your host, the Conesy with the Most. Today is February 21st, 2021. I know this is the February 24th episode, but uh, we're recording a couple of days early. This is episode 47 of The Diary. I have a special guest on this episode of The Diary joined with me. That's two weeks in a row. We're going to have special guest stars, special media outlet stars uh, uh, that are coming on the show. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and turn over to uh, my special guest. Can you go ahead and give us a quick introduction? Hi, my name is Jay Shapinsky, and I actually been doing a Twitter diary of games I've been playing since March 17th of last year on LidmanJGames at Twitter.com. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been really cool, and I ran into you just looking for other people doing Twitter content uh, to try to you know reach out and find new people, and lo and behold became your 200th follower. That was awesome, particularly since uh, you reached out to us and said, hey, uh, you're interested in a free game? And we said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, you sent us a game, and you know now, we, now we're going to talk about it today. So uh, this is where I'm going to butcher the name of the game. It's uh, Theophrastus, I think is the right pronunciation. I'm not even yeah. sure. Uh, I wouldn't even know. We always called it Theophrastus, but I'm sure that could be wrong too. So yeah. it's whatever we want it to be, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's one of those names that I'm sure we're butchering, or and I don't know. It, it but it's the game itself is really cool. So let's go ahead and kind of talk about that really quick. So the game the game itself was published back in 2001 by Mayfair Games plays two to five players and i'd say just from my experience it was about 10 to 15 minutes per player for playtime. i think bgg says that it's like 15 to 30 minutes of actual playtime. i haven't had an opportunity to play it with more than two players so maybe you can kind of give me an idea is that actually realistic or you know where is the playtime kind of fit for this yeah i think if you've got a couple plays under your belt definitely a 30 minute game now Usually with my family, we're doubling our time for a game just because of interruptions. We've got a puppy and things like that. So I think that 30-minute is probably a fair assessment. Not the 15. That would be a little quick. Yeah, maybe if it's like two players or something, I could guess. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll have a long ways to go before we're playing it in that kind of time frame with any number, any more players than two, I think. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no kidding. So the game itself, just to give you kind of an overview of the game, start with this uh, Theophrastus character was uh, a Swiss alchemist slash physician slash they were, you know, some kind of scientist, all that kind of stuff back during the late Renaissance. And he was particularly talented in his neck of the woods. So the game's kind of themed around that as a theme. So he's you, you have a, a board that represents each... Uh, that basically creates, and you play the, change out this board three times during the game, and this board represents his secret formulas for coming up with various, you know, whatever it is he's trying to uh, create. So uh, during a player, during a turn, or di- during each player round, you'll add a card to that master formula face down, and then once that formula board for Theophrasus is completed, has certain requirements, and they're all different. There's a whole stack of them in the box. Uh, once you complete that 
formula uh, that ends basically a, a total game round. And during a game round, after a player adds a card to that Theophrastus formula, then each player takes a player turn in which they can they basically get three action points, uh, and they can use that to draw additional cards to their hands, or they can play cards their own uh, chemical formula, and they're trying to match that formula of Theophrastus, or they can uh, reveal cards from anybody's tableau, or they can, uh, for, and these are all costing action points, and they could add to the original formula. They could yep. swap that up. Yep. Yep. All that kind of good stuff. And then basically once you've played through three of the office's formulas, that's when the game is done and you, you score all the points. And whoever, I should say it at the at every time you complete one of those the formulas, you do score a bunch of points and they it seems like every round the points score more and more. So, uh, but then when, he, when you tally up the points at the end of the game and whoever's got the most points wins. It's a funny thing like that about games that so many of them are driven around points. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's a neat theme, I think. It's not one that I can recall really. And, and you know, we talked about this as a, an older game, which tends to be my wheelhouse, uh, you know, 2001. Uh, this around this formula and creating formulas, like maybe some of those mechanics where you can kind of play around and and uh change somebody's plans is, is is something we've seen plenty of times but who knows how if how frequent that was prior to 2001 and even it even comes with that neat little mortar and pestle uh, like a pewter miniature to kind of just signify whose turn it is and it, it adds a nice little touch to that whole idea of yeah you are mixing these elements and these chemicals and trying to come up with something new and I, I really enjoy that that interaction where, you know, some people might think it's mean, but I wouldn't go that far as to say it's mean because you can recover. It's And it's not like uh, it's something that's going to be game-changing to the extent where, oh, I can't, I can't succeed now. And you have the ability then to also alter other people's plans as well. So having that give and take, I, I really enjoy that. For me, the, the interaction piece is good. It's got a a relatively small uh, amount of things you can do. There's, you know, what, maybe three or four four things you can do, but from those those choices, there's uh, uh, a lot of things that develop because of those choices you make. Yeah, definitely. And, and you mentioned the the player interaction, and I, I, during my overview there, I didn't quite cover it, cover it. So there are cards that you will acquire in your hand that you can play as an action, uh, I think they all cost one action point, uh, and it basically can let you either um, some some of them will let you remove cards from say someone's formula. Some of them will let you swap cards. Some of them will take cards completely remove cards. If I remember right, they re let you remove cards from somebody's formula. So the whole time you're that's that's where like kind of that player inter that player interaction and that uh, almost you know backstabbery almost kind of comes into play mm -hmm. as you're because you're competing uh alchemists right and you're just trying to be trying to match or or outwit the in in making your formula and better or equal or better than all of your other opponents right so that can kind of come yeah. in that's that's a lot of fun actually i i really enjoy that piece of the game and it's it's kind of a, a race because if i recall it's i don't remember if the master alchemist has passed away or or you're just trying to be 
promoted from the apprentice to being the next Theo, so to speak. And so you're trying to, to nail it down first. And as you're developing your formula, you can play your cards face up or face down, depending how many action points you want to cat uh, use. And so people, if you do them face down, they won't necessarily know if you're spot on with what the master alchemist is requiring you to make, or if you're just in the same category. So there's options with that too, that, that backstabbery you talked about where it's not necessarily backstabbery, but you can reveal their card. And so now you're like, Hmm, maybe that's something I do want to take next time around if I get an opportunity. So, cause you score more points uh, based on your accuracy. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just a really cool way that everything kind of interacts and, and for a game of that time, like early 2000s, um, where it, it's clear when you read the rule book, you're, you're reading a rule book from, like, I, you, you, it compares very much, like, I, I like to play a lot of historical board games, too. Um, like, uh, you, you try to read, like, the Twilight Struggle as an example of rule book, and it's, it's just this long, plain oh, white text gosh. rule book. <laughs> and, it's, and it's the same thing. You get... Oh, this is this looks like it came out of a 1980s copy of Monopoly. It's written with all this plain text on, no pictures, no anything, none, none of these conveniences that we're accustomed to with the newer, more you know, mo- what you know is considered the new modern style of board game rules writing. But uh, you, you know, we and we did stumble through that rule book the first play, but you know, it 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 had everything there and in we were able to really play the game and have a lot of fun with it. And once you got every, the mechanics worked out, it's, wow, this game's actually a pretty intense, deep game. And you wouldn't have expected that so much, I think, from games that were coming out in the 2000s. You know, and even to talk about that rule book a little more, it, it's it's more like a story. It's it's not just okay. Here's how you do this. They give you this whole background, and they start. It, it's prose as opposed to just telling you how the game works. And like you said, it was a slog for me to try and get through the rules. It's all there. The game's not that complicated, but the rule book, you know, was from a different era, and it wasn't it wasn't as clear cut as it is trying to learn games nowadays. Yeah, but the rest of it, like the card quality, even you know, holds up with good quality quality card you know that we expect in games today and every you know the components you, you mentioned the little pewter uh miniature thing that comes in it and the, you know it's the theophrastus player token i guess is what they i think it's called in the game that that's really cool like i'm tempted at you know because i'm a minis guy too i'm tempted to paint it but then i'm like oh but then I'm, does that does that n- lose a little bit of that coolness because it's got that old metal pewter token looking you know look to it so I'm not sure yet. We'll we'll play around with it. Well, yeah, that's it's like back to those Dungeons and Dragons pewter miniatures. You know, do you, do you keep it like you said, or do you do you paint it up? You know, yeah. And it, it's it's uh it's actually got an M on it, doesn't it? It's a Mayfair because yes. they're the ones who made it. Yes, I think it does. Yeah, and that's a game that I've owned since. Uh, I mean, I I originally bought it at the time. It's not something I traded for and I had, and so. Uh, I had forgotten about it for a while, and then recently with all these different games I'm playing, we dusted it off and we tried it out, and and it was pretty cool. And uh, because of that that backstabbery point of view, there's some people in my current gaming group, which is my family, my built-in four. Uh, I don't know how much more it was going to f- 
going to hit the table, but yet I wanted someone to be able to enjoy the game like I do. And so that's why it ended up coming to you. Yeah, well, we definitely will get it to the table many more times over the course of the next few years for sure. All right. So one thing we do you know, with all of these kind of review shows is we give the game a rating. And as we've done before, we basically model our rating scale over the Board Game Geek uh, ratings, so we'll just share what our ratings are on on BGG and and kind of say where that is. For myself, this is a solid seven. It's it's a game that I'm definitely going to get back to the table and play it multiple times. It's definitely a bit dated. You know, I wish you know I, I would probably score it a little higher if it had you know better rules or it was you know had some of the maybe those little modern bells and whistles that you would expect. It's got that player interaction that does knock it down just a little bit also for me that even though I love that for myself, it's going to make it harder to get to the table and play because you have to you know, kind of think about that with who you're playing with. That's where it falls for me and why I gave it a 7. I enjoy it probably a little bit more than a 7, but it's going to, because it's going to be a little harder to get to the table, it's, it, it pushed it back down for me. So uh, where, where did this game fall for yourself? I actually view it as a seven as well. Uh, I think you know, for a lot of the same things you said, as far as the dated feel, uh, some of the the artwork and script, if it were updated, might be be a little different. The directions definitely need a a, a revamp. The I enjoy that player interaction aspect where you can kind of uh, delay your opponents, but because of other people that I play with, I don't know that it would hit the table as much, which kind of brings it back down. But then something that brings it back up for me is it is a short play time. I mean, if you've you've played it a couple times and you've figured out the rules, you can get this done in 30 minutes. And there's a lot of game for, you know, a 30-minute game there. So I think that's something that brings a lot of value to my rating and making it a solid 7 as well. Yeah, I didn't even consider the play time. But, yeah, no, this is – even with a, uh, if you're able to do a teach, this would be a great filler game. If you're uh, running a game day or it's near the end of the night and you just want to have something quick, do a quick teach, and you can easily get this in with a, uh, with new players even in probably in under an hour. So yeah, yeah. for sure. That kind of tells us where it is. I will say, like, if you're interested in this game, it's it's an out of print game right now. Mayfair Games, if you're listening, you know, dig this thing back up out of the cellar, modernize it, and get it back out in print i think you're going to sell some copies if you don't feel like the theme is good mayfair hey retheme it it's a good you got a good game here it is available i looked at noblenight.com uh, and i said i saw that they do still have, at least the last i looked they had used copies for it available so if you're interested in this game you could still get copies of it it's not incredibly hard to track down um theophrastus and uh i hope uh you guys are excited about this uh, now, Jay, just uh, one more time, if you can let people know where they can find you and what you're about. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at LidmanJGames. I also do an Instagram, which is LidmanJ. And what I've been doing is I've just been chronicling my family's game playing, and it's kind of unique in that we started on March 17th. We decided, hey, let's play a different game every day, and let's, uh, you know, see what we can get through in the collection. And little did we know, just like anybody else dealing with the pandemic, that this was going to be a lot longer than we anticipated. 
And so as we sit here now, we've been playing a different game every day. Uh, we're at, what, 320, I believe, was yesterday. And so, I mean, oh, I lied. I'm sorry, 340. Gosh, it's been so many. So 340 games in a row. And, um, you know, I might give just some quick thoughts on my Twitter. I don't give you a ton about the game because you only have so many characters, you know, that you can type. But uh, I try to get my family's reactions while we're playing the game and, and the whole deal is just having some fun playing games and kind of sharing that with other people and see if they might enjoy something that we're we're playing as well so and the great thing about that is it's it's family gaming right now right so if you're in a similar situation you can go through and find some really good games that might play well with your family while you're sitting at home here or even after the pandemic you know you can go out and find games that are uh, you know, by looking at your feed and going, wow, you know, he said this game worked really well with his family. Maybe that's a game I want to try too. So that's, I think that's an important thing. And I think we're going to see people gaming in their houses with their families well after this pandemic is. I mean, board gaming has been on a big high. I think it's going to get even bigger as things kind of come back and we can actually start doing more in-person stuff. Well, I know just through the community, uh, meeting other people and the games they're playing, you, you get a lot of, and I'm very fortunate where I've got family of four and we all enjoy gaming, where there's a lot of people that are, you know, maybe doing a solo or there are just two of them playing. And so there's people itching for sure to get back out there when it's uh, feeling safe for everyone and, and playing with more people. And so, you know, this is an opportunity, hopefully you can see some of the stuff we're doing, like you said, and see if maybe it might be a fit for them because those times are going to come, come back. I know they are. We're going to get to play. And, uh, you know, for us, it was cool too, because we rediscovered a lot of games like the one that I sent to you. Uh, we've also been able to really fine tune what games we like, what we don't. And so I've been doing a lot of trading. I've been moving games in and out. It's like, okay, this one was all right, but you know, not suited for us. So let's move it on and get something else. And maybe somebody else will, will, will enjoy it even more than we did. So it's been nice to get through that shelf of shame, if, if, so to speak. And uh, we really don't have one anymore. So it's, it's been, there's been some benefits through all this and, and gaming has been a huge one for us. That That's just awesome. I, I wish I could get past the shelf of shame. We st still i think have a shelf but now i think the shelf of shame is turning into that small stack of ever-growing games that are minimum three players and we only really have two here <laughs> so yeah that definitely limits you and and there's other games that i know we i've played before so they're they're definitely not just sitting in shrink or anything but it's like you know what we're, we know now a little bit what we want, so we're gonna we're gonna pass on that one and make sure we try some of these other ones again. And so as we started this whole thing, you know, we got in fifty days, a hundred days, and then my my kids were like, "Well, we got to keep going." You know, we we've <laughs> got to we've got to get at least a year here because we can't turn back. And and this is one of those things uh, my my son brought up where who else can say they've done this? You know, that's something unique. It's it's cool, but it's also kind of special for us because it's like we can't go back in time and we just happen to be doing this streak and it's 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 pretty cool. And there's a part of us that that can't wait to start repeating games and sometimes we do, but time constraints really keep us a lot of times to just one game a day as opposed to two or three. But you know, you get a little 
little direction fatigue when you're learning how to play that game, new game every day. And and I have a whole newfound respect for those that might review games for a living because if they're doing one every day, it's it can be it can be tiresome at times. I mean, playing a game is great, but getting up to that point so everybody can play uh, can can be a little rough at times, especially when you're trying to go through a, a thick manual for this Theo game, for example. So oh, yeah. it's been, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So anyways, I, I want to just uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and talk talk a bit about this. If you're interested, make sure you check out Jay on Twitter and Instagram. It It's really a cool feed to follow. I can't say enough about it. I'm glad I'm a follower myself. Also, you guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure if you have a chance to, you know, wherever you're downloading or listening to this show from, drop us a quick like uh, and, you know, feel free if you can. Uh, leave us a quick review as well. We really appreciate it and it helps us out a ton. Also, don't worry, uh, we also have our Facebook page, you know, for you, you guys out there that use Facebook. Give us a like on that Wisco Dice Facebook page. Uh, and just like a, we mentioned, Twitter, Instagram, we're on all of those too. So, you know, just give us a follow. We really appreciate it, and it helps us so much. If you haven't looked recently, make sure you do catch up on our blog. It's at WiscoDice.com. That's right. It is WiscoDice.com. Until next time, everyone, peace out.